This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you all for coming. Welcome to the Simcha of Achnasa Sevetaira, a tremendously joyous occasion. And Befrat, if we're able to be Mitzdarfit with Lima Torah right away. The Mari ben Chaviv and the Yad Shol, as well as Mechavin, says that the reason why you don't make a bracha on the Ksiva Sevetaira is because that you made a bracha in the morning when you made the Birchah Satayra. Because the idea of writing a Sefer Torah is to learn the Torah. That's the whole point. The point of the Sefer Torah is the Lima Torah. So he says the bracha of Birchah Satayra is the mitzvah that we, is the bracha that we have on the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. Befrat, if you do it the Pumbi, the Chassam Sefer says in Joshes, when the Gemara compares it to Whoever writes a Sefer Torah is like he was Mechabal Torah Misinai, and he says because someone who does the complete A to Z, he hires a Sefer and it takes time and he writes it and then he makes a big Hachnasa publicly and he does the Hachnasa and the Kabbalah Satayra Bipumbi in large grand fashion publicly, that shows that to everybody and to all that they believe in the Torah. In the same way, he says that the Maimon Har Sinai was for Dairis, as the Chinuch discusses in his Akdama, was for Dairis, due to the fact that it was publicly that we all got the Torah. So too, Achnasa Sefer Torah, the Tambepumbi, he says it's a school that your children never forget Torah, and that we ourselves can imbibe the fact that the Torah was given publicly, and we believe in the Torah, and Maimon, and we're proud to publicly display a of a new Sefer Torah, a tremendous simcha. So with that, it's a tremendous simcha to have a shir of Lima Torah together with the Achnosa Sefer Torah and Befrat to have Rav Lapiansky who made a tremendous effort to come up. He had to come up last night already and stay overnight to give the shir. Lapiansky was the first, uh, the first speaker, the first uh, Rosh Hashima that we had at, uh, it was actually at Thanksgiving. I think it was nine years ago. It was the second Yachikala, and it was in a much smaller room on the side, with a much smaller crowd. So Baruch Hashem, it's a simcha to see how we've grown in the midst of Shemayi Lahagdotei Ladira. Thank you, Rolafiansky. Hoshikayach. I should say that the schedule at 10.45 will bring in the Sefer Torah. There will only be a few letters that need to be finished off. And the procession will start on time at 11 o'clock. We'll go out that side door. And with the chuppah, we'll dance around to the base medish, continue the dancing, doing the Seder of Achnasa Sefer Torah. By 12.30 will be done. There will be refreshments in the lobby the entire time.
It is a moving moment. I remember well uh, nine years ago, um, and it, because I've been here intermittently, so I was able to see it in jumps, um, going from the small room to a large island to night seder to so many activities, and it's a, it's a chizik to see how much Torah can become rooted in a community, and Bezos Hashem should continue um, growing, blossoming, flourishing um, the, the way it ought to. Um, the reason I, I would say for this, uh, a point about the shir, I had a Rebbe, Rev Tendel Zechayner of Racha. I see Mayor Paik is here somewhere, and he probably had him also. Rev Tendel Zechayner of Racha was the father of Yubad Lechayim Moshe Tendler, Rev Shalom Tendler, Zechayner of Racha Bies Tendler, and he once was in Mansi by his son for Simostera, and Rev Yaakov Kamenevsky was there, and he dabbled with Rev Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov had Chosen Torah, and Rabbi Tendler was a big darshan, and he spoke at the Kiddush afterwards. And he said, I have a real a paradox here with this Chosen Torah. He said, on the one hand, they had given him a small Sefer Torah as possible with a, with a gartler wrapped around it. It must be a, a Chassidish event because the gartler is on the outside. On the other hand, he says, the chassan hasn't stopped looking at the kal all the time. So that must be a litvisha simcha. So is it a litvisha or So I figured if we're going to be dancing with the Torah, at least it says a person shouldn't be mekadesh ishachir eno. So at least we'll see something, we'll learn a little bit, we'll speak a little bit about the inyan of Ksiva Sefer Torah, Mitzad the Musa and Toichen Shaboy, Mitzad Alocha Shaboy, so at least we won't be, we won't, we, we'll be maybe Chesidim, we'll meet once for, for half hour and that'll be enough, but that's also Mahalach. Okay, so the first point I'd like to discuss a little bit about the Mitzvah Ksiva Sefer Torah. Take a, for those of you who have a sheet, the Pasuk says, the mocker is Va'ato Kiswa Lachem Asashira Azois, Velanda Esbne Yisrael Sima Bifihem. You have to write to Sefer Torah, Lamantia Liashira Zoisla Eid Bivne Israel. So it's a Pasik, and that Pasik is understood to be a mitzvah's essay of Ksiva Sefer Torah. What exactly is that mitzvah obligate us? What does it obligate us to do? Um, there are mitzvahs in the Torah that we have a chiv to do personally, Okshartem Loisa Yadecha, Mitzvah Begufo. And that you can't have anybody else do it. So having somebody else do it um, wouldn't work at all. Not even a shliach. On the other hand, we have some mitzvahs, let's say like that a person is supposed to have a, a fence around dangerous areas. Over there, it makes no difference who did it. Um, if, if it came that way, with the, with the, with the um, mica, it, the house came with the mica, that's wonderful. It's fine. There is no obligation to do anything personally. So the question is, what is the nature of writing a Sefer Torah? Is it the act of writing? Is it having a Sefer Torah? The difference might be if you lost the Sefer Torah, you no longer have it, or if you didn't write it. Someone gave it as a present and so on. So we're going to deal with one specific issue in that area that seems to be almost a paradox. 
And let's take a look. The first one is the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Now, there are actually two mitzvahs of writing a Sefer Torah. One is every single person, and for those of us who can afford it, well, for those of us who can actually write it, wonderful. For those who can afford it, hire somebody to write it, that's wonderful. If not, being mishtat of an ice, um, buying sfarim, that, that's practical halacha, and, and that you can consult your local rabbis. But in terms of a mitzvah, there's a personal mitzvah, Siva Sefer Torah. A king has an obligation to write a second Sefer Torah. So these halachas reflect themselves in two places. So let's take a look. The first Gemara is Gemara Sanhedrin. It actually speaks, it's speaking about a king Sefer Torah, but it makes a point about Sefer Torahs of everyone. It's a small piece of Gemara. Amma Rabba should be the Gersa's Rabba. Afal Pishe Nichula Avosov Adam Sefer Torah. Mitzvah Lichto Mishalom. Even though a person has a Sefer Torah that he harshened. So just like if a person inherits a house with a mica on it, a person inherits a house with a mezuzah on it. I have no chiyuv to go and to make a new mica. I have no chiyuv to go and to put my mezuzah up. I do have a chiyuv to write a Sefer Torah. Afal pishe nichol avos of l'adam Sefer Torah. Mitzvah lichtoi mishaloi. Um, so it's not clear which word in that pasuk, but I guess lachem. Asa Abai Abai asked the kozel of sevator l'shmo melach in lo. Abai argues, and Abai says that no, this halach is only true by a king for his second sevator, not for any other person. But the halacha is that if a person um, yarshin a sefer Torah, he's not yotze with it, and we go with that shita. We go with rabba, with rabba, or depending on how you learn up by it, might also match up. But the bottom line is the halacha is afal pishenichol avosov. He's obligated to write sefer Torah. Okay. The next gemara is a menachis, and over there it says. If somebody buys a Sefer Torah on the market, it's as if he's grabbing mitzvahs. Um, but, Kosovo, if he wrote himself, So, we know that Memra Rabbi Shabbat Memra tells us that it's definitely best to write a Sefer Torah and not to buy it. But does that mean it's, you're, you're not Yodse? Or the language of the Gemara sounds like Chotev Mitzvah sounds it's a mitzvah, but it's not the right way. On the other hand, um, it says Malo Vakosov, if a person um, writes it himself, it's it sounds as if we're talking about a mila. We're talking about an enhanced version of the mitzvah versus a less enhanced version. We're not talking about the yoytzah nat. 
So the first Gemara we saw dealt with having Yerusha, and that says it's not good. Over here, buying, it says it's good, it's, it's not good to buy, and it's wonderful to write, not clear whether the Pshat and the Gemara is Bidyevid or Lechatchila. So let's look at Rashi on the side. Rashi makes it very clear. Kichotev mitzvah, u mitzvah avad. He definitely has fulfilled the mitzvah. Avul ikosav have the mitzvah yaseret fei. But if he would have written it, then it would have been better. So Rashi leaves no doubt as to Pshat and the Gemara. You are Yodze uh, Sefer Torah with um, buying it. It's just not as good as a mitzvah is writing it. That's what she learns. And so Rashi's shita would be, you are Yodze with buying a Sefer Torah. Let's take a look on the second side of on the bottom. There's uh, the Halacha brought in Shacharach. The Ramah says over here, the, at the end of Ramah, Avil, Lokhoyle, so he writes, if you buy a Sefer Torah, Oishekonoi, Vohoyo Muta, Vigioi, if a person bought a Sefer Torah that was corrupt, it had mistakes, and you went through the effort of, of, of uh, being Magia, it's as if he wrote it. And this, by the way, is the basis why filling in letters in the Sefer Torah physically might actually be an appropriate way of being Mekayim. You, you, we're getting a Sefer Torah that, I don't know if the Olsons are written yet or not, I'm not sure what the schedule is, I assume there will be Ksivas Isis, and the Ksivas the, um, the, the, the Isis is like being Magia. So he says, Avol, Lokhoi, Kach, if a person just buys a Sefer Torah that's ready, perfect Sefer Torah, without the need to be Magiyah, it's like you grab a Mitzvah and Ashuk, and you are not Yotze. That's Ramah, and it's the tour. He's calling it a tour. So we have two opinions here about buying a Sefer Torah. One is that if buying a Sefer Torah is not as a good mitzvah, and one is that buying a Sefer Torah, you're Yotze. You're not Yotze at all. Not only is it not a good mitzvah, it means you're not Yotze. So we have here two shitas. The shita that says that you're not Yotze makes a lot of sense. It's consistent with the halacha of Yarshanik. In other words, getting a Sefer Torah is not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is ksiva, and therefore, if you didn't do anything that we could call ksiva, you're not yotze. That shita is very consistent, makes a lot of sense, and it, it doesn't need much more explanation. But the shita of Rashi and the taz on the side brings that lahalacha, um, the Gra also, I think, is mashma like that. That if you yarshin a sefer Torah, you're not yotze. But if you buy, a, I'm sorry, if you buy, I, I, yes, but if you buy a sefer Torah, you are yotze, despite the fact that it's not as good. Logically, 
that presents a problem. So how do we define the mitzvah? I mean, if you don't need to write a Sefer Torah, and the mitzvah seems to be owning a Sefer Torah, what difference does it make? The Yad Ramaz, a Rishon, who has a, a person in Hedrin, he writes that we know it from the fact that it says, Kis Lochem, and it's missing a Lochem. That's what he writes. The Melchaz says, I don't begin to understand that terrace. Because not only is that a problem, not understanding by buying, but there's one other mitzvah famous for Lachem, and that's a lulav, an esrik. If a person yarshans a lulav and esrik from his father, he is yodse 100% the mitzvah. There is no issue whatsoever. It's yours. It's 100% yours. So where is the problem, not only of buying, but even Yerusha? The Yad Ramah seems to imply that this will be a distinction between buying, why buying won't be good, why it would be good, um, and Mechaz Chinuch leaves that as a, as a question. One more point. The Rambam is not clear what he holds. Go back to the first page, to the other side. And he says, you need to either buy one or hire somebody who will write it for you. So the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs is very clear that buying a Sefer Torah is good. And then he brings the Gemara of Rabbi, the Rambam in Allah, let's look on the other side. He says, Mitzvah Esa Ko Ishim Yisrael Lichtov Sefer Torah La'atzmo, Shenema Va'ata Kisram Shira. And then he says, Ve'afalpi, Shinichul Avosov Sefer Torah, Mitzvah Lichtov Mishalo, Vim Kosov Yodai Harehu Ki'ilu Kibla Marsinai, Vim Eno Yodai Lichtov Acherim Kosovlom. He does not bring down the possibility of buying it. He just says, which sounds very clearly that you either need to make a shliach or hire somebody to do it. It seems a, somewhat of a contradiction between the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvahs and the Rambam and Halacha. Um, it could be the Rambam had charata. It's not, it's not impossible. Mishra Torah is written the, um, afterwards, so he might be too sheep as the Rambam. It could also be because the Rambam and Mishnah Torah does not bring things that the Gemara doesn't talk about. Maybe that's why. But if, as be it as it may, it is ambiguous in the Rambam, and it's not clear how he holds about buying. So let's sum up the problems we have. We have an issue defining what exactly is the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. Is the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah writing it, it's one of those activities, or is it just possessing? If you cannot be Yodzei, not with a, a, um, a Sefer Torah that you inherited, and not with a Sefer Torah that you bought, then it's quite clear the mitzvah is to, do, to write. 
and the the um, and uh, and um, you, if you can't do it yourself, shlichus works. Um, renting works and uh, uh, um, getting hiring somebody to do it for you works. That works, but the shitas, which are that your yotze with a bought sefer Torah, but not with inherited sefer Torah, is problematic to define it. What exactly? How do we define the difference? Secondly, um, w- 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 uh, w- how do you understand the difference if it's lachem? What's the difference over here? They're both yours. If it's having it, they're both yours. If not, not. Very hard to understand where it's coming from. So I'd like to try to explain what I think Yad Ramah says, use his approach, his pasik, and then try to understand that shita with it. Um, the, I, I, I'm, the, the, the concept of lachem, and Mechaschinoch asks, you always yotze lachem with something that you yashint. Um, let's say there's lachem, all of those cases where the Torah requires ownership, Yerusha is 100% perfect ownership. It's halachically valid as anything. So I think the pshat is as follows. The word lachem is extra. And the Gemara always darshans something from Lachem. You know, what, what does it mean you shall do for yourself? The, the word Lachem always requires some drasha. When you're dealing with a mitzvah, where the object is a player in the mitzvah, like Lulav in Esrik, or Ksuscha in Tzitzis, so Lachem, or Ksuscha, defines the mitzvah, the object of the mitzvah. And therefore you need lachem. So if you yarshin a beget, if you yarshin a little esrik, certainly it's yours 100%. In Sefer Torah, we can't use lachem to define the object. The object is afterwards. The parchment and the ink I mean, is not the, the hefts of the mitzvah. The hefts of the mitzvah is safety afterwards. So lachem can't be defining any object. In, in Lulav Nesik, you start Lulav Nesik and you make a lekicha on it. In, 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 in Tzitzis, you start with a beget and you matl Tzitzis in it. Over here, so lachem is defining kisvu. And as opposed to uchsaftam al-mezuzah specha, where Uchsaftam is passive. If I yarshin uh, um, a, a, a house with a, with, with a kasha mezuzah, I don't need to put a mezuzah on. If some mitzvah man comes around that he fixes mezuzahs to my house, that's fine. There's no, there's no issue with having... Uchsaftam uh, simply means there shall be written. Or over here, where it says, Kisvu lachem, so the Yad Ramah understands that Lachem means you need to do some Maisa that could fall under Ksiva. This mitzvah stands almost alone as opposed to passive mitzvahs, like having a mica, where the mitzvah is just that there be a mica, to mitzvahs begufa, where the mitzvah lands on me, like I have to put filling on my hand and nobody else's hand. Over here, it's a mitzvah that requires, the lochem tells me, it ha- you have to have some sort of maisa over here. 
And if there's no kiss for lachem, if you haven't done the act, the lachem emphasizes that the kiss for means it has to be your maisa. So it's not ksiva mamish, because then probably even shlich might not help, might be called begufo. But it means that you have to do something that creates the maisa. So the, the, the Yerusha is passive. Yerusha, I do nothing in Yerusha. And Yerusha is something that comes simply from somewhere. As opposed to um, buying, where the buying itself is something that is uh, a mice of mine, that could be called the kiss for lechem. Again, lechem is defining the act rather than the object. Certainly the object is mine if I yashed it. But, but the lachem here is, is defining that the ksiva has to be something that I could be mishayach to me. It can somehow be called my ksiva. So buying it, there's a, there's a, there's a maisa that I could say that's called bringing it in. Masha'ek and Yerush is impossible. I would like to add something to that that would be, that I think is, is supports it. We always find, um, in all mitzvahs that except for Mr. Gufo, doing something through an agent is, is, is as if you did it. And also, um, you find that a, a, um, it's always mitzvah bo, you also be a gufo. So every single mitzvah that can be done by an agent, doing it yourself is, is by far better. Gemara learns it by Shabbos, by Kedushin. And we have this cloud all over. Um, I don't know that the Rambam, Rambam mentions it by Shabbos, and Shabbos he makes a note of it, especially because of Kavit Shabbos, um, but that's it. It's an assumed given in Kola Kulo as a rule, that anything that you do through an agent is valid, but it does not count, it's not as good as a mitzvah as, as yourself. So, when the Rambam says that um, it seems to be um, redundant. He also says this. I mean, this seems to float under the general cloud of um, mitzvah bo yosim b'yishlucho. Um, he starts also This is true in all mitzvahs. And the Gemara is dashing a special Pasik here. The Gemara doesn't use this Pasik for Mitzvah Yosem Mishlucho. Why not? So I think the reason is as follows. The Mitzvah of Kedushin is to marry a woman. And um, my act of marrying her is not my, for me to be the shliach, is not really a specific enhancement in what the mitzvah is. It's a general cloud that a person being osik in the mitzvah is, is great. A person cleaning up the house for Shabbos, besides the Ramadan's point of it being covered Shabbos if you do it. But the, the mitzvah is that the house look Shabbosic, that it be prepared and food and so on. It is a mitzvah for me to be osik in a mitzvah. It's a general quality of a person vis-a-vis a mitzvah. In Ksiva Sefer Torah, the way we're defining it, because the Torah said it needs to be your act, your maisa, you need to do some maisa in it, 
So then the stronger and the bigger the Maisa is, it's a quality in the mitzvah itself. And that's why the Gemara makes a point out of it, like Rashi says. If a person buys it, it's kilo chaytev mitzvahs minashuk. Because the person is basically, um, the, the mitzvah is to do it. So yes, buying is a way to do it. it it's, it's a token act of doing something. But, but, but since the mitzvah, the Torah stressed that it must be done by you. You must do a maisa. So the less maisa is lacking in the quality of the mitzvah, and the more maisa is increasing. That's what Ram says. And if you can't do it yourself, it's true about the priest also. It's true about every mitzvah that's best to do it yourself. But over here, it really is a lachatchila in the mitzvah, as opposed to a general sense of better and worse in the world of mitzvahs. That, I think, is supports this point. So basically, let's just sum up. We found a machlokas. The Gemara says clearly that if you have a Sefer Torah B'Yerusha, you're not Yotze. That's point one. On the other hand, if you have a Sefer Torah that, bought, that you bought, it's a machlokas Rashi and the Tur, and the Ramo Pasach the Tur. We had trouble understanding we, the, the shitas that, the, that make a distinction between buying and inheriting. Both of them, you end up having it, and you don't end up doing it. The, um, we had a, a, a Yad Ramah who says that we learn it from Lachem, who explained that the Lachem over here is uniquely defining not the object, but the Maisa, that the, it has to be somewhat, the Maisa has to be some Shaykhist to you. Inheriting, you do absolutely nothing, and you cannot call that a Maisa whatsoever. Buying is at least a token maisa. We also explained that being that the Torah over here specially designed the mitzvah in a way that doing something is significant and important, then the, as, a, as, as opposed to the general klal of all mitzvahs, that the more you do, the better it is, this is something that actually enhances the very quality of the mitzvah. If you do it, you're doing the mitzvah, and it, it, it's, it goes to the core of defining what the mitzvah is. If you buy it, then even the shitas that hold the yod say, but it's kind of a, a, a um, the, the, it, is, it is lacking sorely in the mitzvah itself. That is something about the halach of it. I would like to go back to this very point and to try and to understand a little bit about um, the meaning of Ksiv Sev Torah and something unique about it. Let's take a look at the Lashon of the Rambam again. Let's go back to the Rambam. Mitzvahs ase al kol ish vishmi Yisrael lichtov Sev Torah There's a mitzvah and everybody tries to Sev Torah himself. Shenema ve'ato kislochem sashira. So how do we get from writing the Shira to writing a Sefer Torah. What, I mean, you know, so some Shita say the Torah is called Shira, and, and so on. Ada Shira means, well, the end of the Shira. The Rambam says like this, Kloma, Kisvu Lechem Torah, Sheyesh Ba Shira Zu, Lefi Sheenko Yisna Satayra, Parshis, Parshis. So the Rambam has a, a, quite a unique shot over here. The Rambam says, Really? The mitzvah is to write Shiraz Hazinu. So when the Pasik says, Va'ata Kisvulachem es Ashira Zois, then it is something that, that's the mitzvah. 
But there's a halacha that you can't write any part of Torah without the rest of Torah. There's a context. Torah comes in a context. It can't be isolated a parsha parsha. So as a prerequisite, um, as a condition for writing the Shira, we need to write the whole Torah. Fascinating. So a Sefer Torah costs thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, takes a lot of time. Really what we wanted was the Shira, and this is just a requirement for it. Okay. Even if you don't learn it like the Rambam, and even if you learn that the word Shira itself refers back to the entire Torah, it's interesting that um, it says so it's it's something which is referring back to the entire um, it's it's referring back to the entire Torah as being Shira, and it's something that is a dimension of Torah that that's what the Mitzvah Siva is about. So the Rambam is quite clear that it's specifically Shira's Hazinu, which definitely needs some understanding. And even if you would learn not like the Rambam, but it, it doesn't say Sefer Torah Zos, it says a Shira Zos. In other words, Torah itself has a dimension called Shira, and this is what it refers to. So I'd like to try and to understand. So, so the, the Mitzvah Ksiva Sefer Torah specifically is focused on this Indian of the Shira and Torah. The, um, the, the, the Gemara says that um, if a person learns, Gemara and the Megillah, if a person learns with Kalashena Baloy Neima, Zimra, a person learns without a nigun or sing or, or uh, learns without singing. The, the pasuk says about him, "I gave them chukim loytayvim umishpatim bal yichyu behem." That's what Rav says, and someone argues him and says it can't be. It, it's referring to people that don't live b'shalom. But he says, Rav says that it's something which is. So there's something, what does it mean? The Gemara says, how can you say that for not singing, it's called Yechubahem? So, so Torah is something that adds, Shira, Zimra, Nima, is something that adds a dimension to Torah that we would call Yechubahem. Um, so let's understand this halacha, and let's, using the halacha as a guide, which is always the best way to go in understanding something. We asked in the halacha part that Yerusha and Kinyan are the same. That if a person, it's mind the same. It's true, but there's a very big difference. In halacha, Yerusha is something that requires no action whatsoever on part of the person acquiring it. No action, no cognizance, nothing. If a person is in a deep coma, if a person is totally mentally incompetent, and lo leno, he loses his father in Yashas Yerusha, it is his. Yerusha is a process that has more to do with the person leaving it than the person getting it. It's, it's the Torah understands the rutzen of a person, 
person wishes that his efforts and, and so on go on, and the person gets it whether or not he does any act, is conscious, he contributes nothing to the process. Kinyan, to acquire something, requires competence, will, an act to signify that I've transferred it, and the one who usually, who usually does that act is the person who gets it. It requires an act on the person. So we have two ways of acquiring something. We have Yerusha, and we have Kinyan. Torah itself has both. Torah is a Yerusha to us. And what it means is, even if a person didn't do anything, somewhere deep in him, there is something waiting to be Mechabal Torah. Um, uh, uh, people who've never learned all their lives, and some who are in the middle of life, they begin to learn. For many people, it, it, it opens up something, as opposed to almost anything else, any discipline you take up later in life, just wouldn't, you know, it, they usually don't uh, get off the ground. Because it's very hard to start something at the age of 40. But Torah is different because there is this point of Yerusha, um, of Morasha. So Torah itself has in itself that quality. But there's a problem with that. Because the, having something be Yerusha, inherited, does not make you appreciate it and makes it something that doesn't really become part of yourself. People, look at the difference in people who inherit lots of money to people who work hard for it. It's two worlds in terms of their attachment to it. A person who, where a lot of money landed on him, um, usually, I don't want to say the word misuses it, but doesn't use it wisely always. Let's put it that way. Um, let's be politically correct. Doesn't always use it wisely. Why? Because it's not his. It's, 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 it's not something that he's tied to. A person that had to work and work very hard is very tied to it because he has a Kenyan in it. So they're both his. But the difference between my Russia and the difference between Kenyan is whether something is technically yours or it is essentially, intrinsically, emotionally yours. That's the difference. The Chalik, the Torah, the, the, the Gemara is telling us that when a person reads something, very parva, I sit back, I don't say it, I just browse the words and I kind of look at it. That type of reading might give you the information you're looking for. If you have a good memory, it, it will usually, um, you, you'll remember also. But it will never be meaningful to you. The, um, the, 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 the Gemara says, Chukim lo yichyu means, and I'd like to use a little bit of license, those chukim don't live in the person. They're not alive in the person. They, they don't, the person doesn't thrill with them because it was done without zimra. It was done without any type of input on his part. No emotional input. Um, the Gemara also says that it's a Yushalmi, that if a person learns out loud, it's miskayim, but if it's belechisha, if a person whispers or basically doesn't say the words, 
He shochech. He forgets. And it's the same thing. Some people have memories that are just technically very good memories, photographic memories. So it doesn't make a difference how you do it. They'll, they'll see a sign, they'll remember it. For most of us, the things that are integrated in our person, and the more they're integrated in our person, the more they become part of us, then, then we remember it. We remember it not because there's a technical memory bank. It's not, it's not in the hard drive somewhere. It's, it's on our active drive. That's who we are. That's what we are. And it's a very different type of memory. So the Yushalmi distinguishing between the two types of learning in terms of memory is the same thing. He says it's miskayim behem. In other words, the Divrei Torah becomes part of me, and therefore I remember it. So the, 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 parashu after kisvelechem es ashira zois, the way the Rambam understands it, hazinu is the Torah that relates to people. Hazinu is the Torah that we, um, it, it, this is our life. Parashas Hazinu is called, is, is, is the chalik of Torah that describes how our lives are intertwined with Torah. And they, and, and, and they rise and fall and wax and wane with the Torah's, the amount of Torah and yes and no. It's called Shira. There's, it's fascinating. The word shira, the word shira has a meaning in the Mishnah. It says, b'shir means a leash. In other words, where we hold on is called shira in the sense of a leash because our emotional leash to Torah lies in shira. So the Rambam holds that the parsha itself of, of, um, of Hazinu is the parsha that we need to write. And let's go back to what we said in the halacha. The mitzvah is to do some act. It's not only to have Sefer Torah, it's not only to, to, to have language, it's to do something. And the reason is because that which you acquired passively doesn't become part of you. So the kisful lachem, let's go back again what we saw in halacha. The, the, the Ramah is saying that lachem means it has to have some sort of action of yours, means because it's not meaningful to you, unless, unless, unless you do something. It needs to resonate within Klal Yisrael. This Torah, the mitzvah of Kisra Lachem, is not to have Sefer Torah. The mitzvah is that a person do something that will incorporate to some degree, Torah into himself. So the Rambam says, literally, it's Parshas Hazinu, except that there is a technical requirement that you can't write Pasha Pasha, but the focus of the mitzvah is really Hazinu, because that's the part of Torah, that's the Shira, in the sense that we said, it's the part of the Torah that is integrated, it, 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 it entwines the person's life with it. Whereas the, um, the other shitas who hold, don't give that type of explanation, the, all of Torah is a shira in the sense Torah has a dimension to itself, that it's something which can be um, learned in a way, or needs to be learned in a way that's part and parcel of the person. So we now have a different perspective, what we discussed in the halachic part, about a distinction between buying and inheriting, we now have another perspective on why that would be so. So, I, I would like to um, bring it to 
about learning. Um, it means that Torah, besides knowledge and belief and so on, the mitzvah, the final mitzvah in the Torah is that we tap into the dimension of Torah that integrates into a person. And if we hear what Chazal say in the halacha, what we hear the, the way it resonates, Afalpi, that a person was Yoresh, say for Torah, um, Be'oviv, still he has the right one, it means Torah Tzivolonu Moshe Moreshes Kilos Yaakov. We have it in inheritance, but that's not going to accomplish the Kisvolachem. Anything that you did, no act whatsoever to acquire it, doesn't really mean anything to you. It doesn't become part of yourself. The Kisvolachem, and going back to the halacha part, it means minimally doing something. Even buying is a minimal act on your part. And according to the other shittas, you need to dirty your hands. You need to take somebody to write it for you. You need to, the preference to do it yourself as opposed to getting someone to do it is sharper, much more essential than in other mitzvahs. It's something, I guess, um, that speaking about Talmud Torah and being Mechazi Talmud Torah, it's something that I guess is a, um, you know, Baruch Hashem, it's a Yirvayim Yisrael Pesach and people learn and the Shi'urim and tons of things, um, of, of, of activities involving Torah and Shi'urim and things of that nature, and that's obviously tremendous. But learning Chavrusa, learning Bekoil, learning Bezimra, in other words, the, the passive and active learning is, it's not only a, a, a difference in degrees. It's easy to remember if you learn it actively. It's easy to stay awake. It's it, you, you bring in other people also. That's, that's all true. But it's a lot more because Torah has itself a dimension of Shira, which means a dimension of something that can become part of the person. Shira, like we said before, is a Yitzhak it means a leash. My handle, my sense that Torah is mine is the input. The input on one level is the physical input of um, sitting and learning Bekoil, learning with a Chavrusa, learning with a Tzibur, where there's a Kol Torah and it's strong. Those are all elements that, that definitely complement this, this, this Shir and the Zimra. But uh, it, it more than anything else, even adding a letter to Avosov is something that the Yotzik says in the Torah. If content to float with whatever we were given, whether it's parents, school, on any level, you know, we sort of see it as a continuation, then we're not going to the mitzvah. If we so much as add a letter, and adding a letter doesn't mean a new letter in the Torah, but it means refurbishing an old letter. A, a letter that had been kind of um, it, it sort of faded out and we refix it. Things that become blurred. Metaphorically, if a person takes what he got and builds on it, every drop that he's building on it, he's being yotze, so to speak, the midst of kisful lachemes asher And it becomes a le'eid, le'mantia asher azos, le'eid b'vnei Yisrael. It's something that becomes 
part and parcel of us. The heart of the mitzvah is to do a maisa, because by doing a maisa, it becomes part of the person. And we should be zocha to the Yerushalmi's bracha, that if a person is, learns bezimra, if a person learns b'neima, then it's miskayim. Miskayim is a lot more than memorizing. Miskayim means it becomes part of us. We, we tend to, we, we, we're troubled, we worry about that. It used to be thought that people, if they were brought up in a certain way, would stay that way. And we realize it's not like that. If a person is content with the Sefer Torah of his parents, and that's it, then, then there's no, there's no kisvul lechemes ashirazois. The chiluk of Torah at Shira, which is the essence of Torah, and it's the final mitzvah that closes, that, that wraps up the mitzvahs and puts, brings it together, is that every person needs to actively add something to Torah, and when we add something to Torah, we become attached to it, and that attachment is, makes sure that it's miskind us. Mazel tov to everybody, and shizorcha to, to, to many, many simchas from mitzvah.